Welcome, everybody. It is Saturday morning. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Line. Line, please. And scene. Welcome, everybody, to Saturday Morning Superstars. My name is Than. I am Dom. And we're channeling our midlife crisis here, watching some late 80s, early 90s professional wrestling. It's cheaper than buying a boat. (laughs) It is cheaper buying a boat. And hey, I noticed today that they added more episodes. So you know what that means? That means more episodes of us if we make it that far. Sweet. (laughs) Yeah, they were really like, they didn't have many at the beginning. Like it starts way late. There's about two years there and they didn't add many, but there's like five or six new ones that I, that I noticed are up there now. So yeah, hopefully we'll keep on adding. It's quite exciting. And here we are opening credits. Uh, nothing uh, seems to be any different uh, in our opening credits that I noticed. Oh, it's exactly the same. They're not adding anybody. Sid is still gone. I think we're done with Sid. Yeah, Sid's completely gone. There's, well, we'll get into it a little bit later, but there seems to be a resurgence of some underlying characters that we thought were gone. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's some um, some new stuff on the horizon, maybe. Yeah, Lexington, Kentucky, June 13th, 1992. June 13th, 1992, Rupp Arena, horse capital of the world goes, and I was already prepared for it. As soon as I heard Vince say, we're in the horse capital of the world. All right, let's bring on the horse, horse puns. puns. Yeah. They got. Um, it was a little, uh, a little lax on the, the horse puns. This, you know, he started out with the, Vince started out with the old nag on, uh, on, Mr. Perfect, you know, giving him that side rib. Ha ha ha. Uh, the, and then they just went into straight. Uh, um, it wasn't even horse puns. They just started talking about a horse race. <laughs> yeah. Just anything with a horse in it. Anything with a horse in it. Gallop pole. Well, that, that was later, but they, they did the, the, the work horses are in the starting gate. We've got a great field. Uh, the track is ready. But not all the thoroughbreds are in Lexington, are they? I just like Mr. Perfect in his, uh, you know, early 90s wind band conductor mock turtleneck. (laughs) He's going to keep that one going for a little while. Yeah. Here's the good news. It's WBF weekend, so the end is near. Oh, my God. If I had uh, a nickel for every time they mention the WBF in this episode. This is the go-home week for the WBF. Thank God. Thank absolute holy Allah God. <laughs> Just pick your deity. Jesus, uh, you know, the 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 Buddha, um, the thing with eight arms, whatever you want to call it, anything that I can work with. <laughs> I'm just ready for this to be over because that's I I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm not in Vince's mind at all you know i don't claim to be but i just can't 
understand you know maybe there's the connection of course between wrestling and the look of wrestling versus uh you know professional bodybuilding i get that but there's no the the reason people you know uh, uh tune into wrestling is not because of what the guys look like it's more about the story and then you know the 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 look of their their gimmick or their 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 costumes or whatever comes into it with the, with the WBF there was no story there right just a bunch of you know muscular guys and and I don't even know how they even like judge that stuff that's a good point you know what like I watch a dog show and a dog runs around some lady goes up to it, looks up its butt, yeah, and then declares it the winner. And I have no clue what I'm looking at. Like I, yeah, maybe bodybuilding guys like we're loving this thing because they understand it. I have no appreciation at all. No, for that kind of thing, we have no like besides the constant promoting of this. We have no buildup. Like it's it's a pay per view. So consider like a WWF pay-per-view. There's tons of buildup week after week after week with the storyline, storyline, storyline. There's no buildup for this besides the, the promotional video that we see time and time again, week in, week out, the same basic video with just a new overdubbing by Vince. Right. Uh, it's not appealing at all yeah i mean we're, we're not the target audience it's kind of weird that he thought that we would be yeah so i just don't understand you know what he thought in his mind would get his wrestling fans into this promotion and uh well i obviously we were not the only ones that thought it was it. <laughs> we're not the only ones who didn't watch it <laughs> <laughs> exactly but we're exactly. gonna watch it. We we found it oh. on YouTube. We're doing oh, it. Oh, I have to watch it now. I absolutely have to watch it. I'm gonna set aside two hours. <laughs> I'm gonna get my popcorn out. I'm gonna have a couple beers in tow. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, I mean that's the funny <laughs> thing. Like the average wrestling fan does not look like the bodybuilder. No. They look like no. the polar opposite. <laughs> <laughs> the, the absolute opposite. Well, tonight we got the Macho Man with an interview. We have Nails in full Z. Nails. Yes. Nails apparently gets a contract with the WWF, despite the fact that saying once he gets out of jail, he's basically going to kill the big boss man. And does. Threatens his life <laughs> and brutally attacks him after coming from the crowd as if he's not on the roster. And WWF is just like, let's give this guy a contract. We should sign this guy. We should sign him right away. It's amazing. <laughs> he's going to be great for the 18 to life demo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. we get an update from the warrior we get Shawn michaels and we get uh the greatest wrestler of all time the ugandan giant kamala you know i am starting to come around on the kamala now that i have watched uh, several of his his matches it's it, it's it's hitting me it's the best he's one of the best segment one e e e e e ah 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 chirp chirp it's tatanka it is Tatanka. Runs into the ring for action. Right. And he's facing... Red tight patron saint Barry Horowitz. This is the greatest day. <laughs> he's facing Barry... It's a... Whoop, whoop. 
I was more excited to see Barry than I was to see Tatanka. I was so excited. As soon as Barry came on the screen, I was like, Barry is in the field of play. Oh, <laughs> we've been waiting for this the whole time. Uh, I tried to take a picture of the screen, but he was all blurry for some <laughs> reason. Where is Barry? He's the godfather of the red tights. All these other red tights can suck it and bow to the awesomeness that is the Horowitz. Yeah. <laughs> He is. He's the greatest. He's the greatest of all time. And and because of this, I have a new respect for Perfect because Perfect puts Horowitz over at the beginning of the match. It was awesome. Yeah, he's like, uh, th- this might be a tough match. He's going against Horowitz. He's like, Horowitz could take this guy. <laughs> I was like, yes, he can. Perfect. That's right. Here, here's my mixed feelings about Horowitz, right? Because he looks great. Yes, he does. I don't remember him actually being in this good of shape, but he actually is. He's yelling at the ref. He's doing heel tactics. Yeah. Uh, he gets in some offense. Vince even calls him a veteran. Yeah. But uh, is my problem with it is, is that his job? Like he really should be like the broomstick that you don't remember. He should be like the guy who's making Tatanka look awesome. Like I shouldn't remember Barry Horowitz. Well, I, I think by giving him a little bit of a background, like calling him a veteran, saying, you know, perfect, saying he could take him all that kind of stuff. That actually builds the story. It's like, well, okay, maybe this is going to be, you know, Tatanka for the most part, besides his freaking, you know, stereotypical uh, arm chop and, you know, shouting out to the crowd. He's kind of over. Like, of course, he's Mm -hmm. a good guy. So in 1992, yeah, he's over. But like compared to, you know, other wrestlers, uh, he's not as over right. as a lot of those guys. And by perfect putting him over, by Vince putting him over, it gives a little bit more merit to maybe Tatanka's win. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you can see it both ways. Like he beat somebody who was a challenge or we're showcasing him against who cares. Yes. So yeah. I can see it either way. Well, that you know, that you think of it this way. Like if you put Tatanka in there with like a wrestler and they barely even give him like a, a lower third, mm-hmm. it, you don't even know who the guy is that he's wrestling because they, they don't even mention his name. It, it, it gives it a little bit more weight. I would say if you're going to say, okay, this is Barry Horowitz. He's a veteran. Barry Horowitz can take him. you know, all this kind of stuff. And then Tatanka wins. It's like, Oh, Tatanka must be a pretty good wrestler. Yeah. We get a picture and picture of the model uh, who's still wearing his shit. <laughs> he got the feather in his cap. Yes. He's teasing with the feather as, as he usually does. There'll be a feather in his cap by beating stupid Tatanka. <laughs> oh, stupid Tatanka. Why is he stupid? Because he's an Indian. Is, is that what we're alluding to there? I, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't hazard a guess. <laughs> But uh, Tatanka got a chop, a drop, and a pin like shortly after that. Yep, I'm surprised he uses the. It, it looked like it looks like a basically like a, a pickup Samoan drop as his finisher. Yeah, I mean the, none of the finishers really make sense. There's very few guys who had like a finisher finisher mm-hmm. besides some of the top dudes. Yeah. Like some of these guys, I'm like, why do you just pin them? You just pin them after just an average move. Well, I would have thought they coming off the top rope with a with a tomahawk chop or whatever they call it. Yeah, that should do it. Yeah, that builds into the character. If that you know puts them down, it, like it doesn't. Maybe it's not flashy enough. I don't know. I thought that could have been enough. Yeah, the body job's not flashy. No. Yeah, I mean he's so chop centric anyway. That should have been his his finisher. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
segment two, we get update uh, from the new WWF magazine. So we got uh, Warrior on the cover. Yeah, it's a pretty cool cover. It, I remember that one. That was cool. I do like that one. Black and white, but then the face paint is colored. Yeah, I was the kid who cut the cover up and put them on the wall. You were that kid. I was that kid. Uh, there's a new ma- merch catalog with uh, new Warrior shirts, which were terrible. Those are- yeah, that shirt is, is God awful. The only thing that... Uh, made him look like the ultimate warrior was the face paint. I was like, just put me in face paint and people would think I was the ultimate warrior on that t-shirt. You would be the ultimate warrior. It was, yeah, it was a terrible shirt. <laughs> uh, mean Jean's talking about the, the Shango curse. We get a recap of the tummy ache, mm-hmm. the hair goo. Everything. Gene getting uh, cursed with uh, black goo on his hand. Do you think that the, the black goo on Gene's hand kind of misfired? Because it wasn't like as I was looking at that recap, when they did the recap of like the 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 uh, Ultimate Warrior, like it was gushing like down him. But when they when they do the same thing with Gene, it's like barely coming off his hand. He's trying to show it. Yeah, he's really he's really working to get it working. There's like a drip on his palm. <laughs> well, I think they had a problem with Gene because they couldn't rig up his hairline. Because he's totally, you know, he's bald. Yeah. Because the dude who caught fire, which I'm surprised they didn't show him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Because that was like the most spectacular thing Shango did. They didn't show the guy whose feet caught fire and he had the goo on his hair. Um, But Gene couldn't pull off the hair part because they couldn't pump goo through his bald head. Of course not. So, yeah, I mean, it it was worse. But they also had that, that they edited clip of the Warriors where, remember when he first did it and we saw it? nobody knew what was going on because mm-hmm. he just stuff's yeah. coming off of his head that no one can see and he just goes Warriors! and no one yeah and everybody's like, like yeah yay like cheering because they think he's, he's <laughs> like yelling towards them because they couldn't see it but then they did the cutaway of people stunned which wasn't in the original yeah it does have quite an impact because you know i do not remember shango being this much of of the heel i mean who's bigger than shango right now as far as bad guys. Oh, he's 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 tippy top. Top of the top. Right well, maybe Flair, but we haven't seen Flair. And we've already seen that match. That's kind of like the the let's tidy up and get a little bit more mileage out of this match that we already blew off. But uh, you know, Shango's brand new and he's fighting the tippy top guy. Like Shango's way more in the spotlight. They follow this up with a warrior interview, and I just have like three question marks written down on my notes because uh, are you ready? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, are we are we doing my favorite segment? Dom translates the warrior, because this one's gonna be tough. We have to. All right. We have to. Cause I got to the middle of this. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I had to actually back like the little 10 second thing yeah. that backs up. I probably had to do that about four or five times after this one, just to make sure that I heard it right. Because <laughs> I want to make sure that I am completely accurate. Well, you don't want to misquote the warrior. I get it. Exactly. You can't misquote the warrior. Like I don't, I, I, I don't want to, you know, um, make you feel like I'm, I'm coming down on your, your boyhood hero yeah. at all here. But this one, this was rough. We're talking about skeletons in this one. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? Hit me up. Okay. The Ultimate Wars promo starts. In possessing the powers that you have, Papa Shango. Okay. So he's acknowledging he has powers. This is no problem. <laughs> we're, we're good right now. We're, we're good. Okay. Then you must see the force of warriors that do believe surround me. All right. Well, he's saying you may have powers. 
<laughs> but I have warriors all around me. So I'm, I'm acknowledging that you have powers. I'll give you that because you set a dude on fire. Mean Jean's got goo on his hands. I had a tummy ache and started spewing stuff. <laughs> I'm convinced you got the powers, but I have the warriors. Okay. Okay. So far, we're making sense. All right. And placing your curse on those that do not believe. Yeah, I don't get that one too much. And placing your curse on those that do not believe, Papa Shango only makes you weaker. Okay, so yeah, you're cursing people who don't believe in voodoo. They're not going to buy into you. But he just said he believed in the curse, so I, I don't know. Yes, he did. So you're on two different planes right now. Yeah. He, there's, he, there's two different universes of the warrior. I think he's saying it would be better if I didn't believe because then you'd have no power. Maybe he's saying but that. But I kind of believe. But I, I kind of believe. believe. Always believe, warrior. I mean, that was his slogan. Always believe. All right. Here comes my favorite part. You ready? Yeah. This warrior says, take I. <laughs> yeah. And I saw in the closed caption, it's spelled E-Y-E. Like, he's going to take his eye. I, I was like, well, that's what I had. That was like, is, that's that part that I had to keep going back over. I was like, what is he saying? <laughs> take I? Yeah. So, but anyway. This warrior says, take I. Let me sacrifice my flesh so I can walk only as a skeleton. <laughs> right. It's like, look. Go. Go. I, I, I don't need. All I need is a skeletal system. I don't need. <laughs> A nervous system. I don't need a reproductive system. I don't need a circulatory <laughs> system. I don't need a muscular system. I can beat you simply as a skeleton. He's that much of an ultimate warrior. Yeah, because and I think he follows that up with the because I'll be the warrior skeleton, and that's all I need. I don't even need yes. Take what I don't need touch, taste, nothing, none of that. <laughs> I don't even that, so. need my eyes. Take yeah, eye. No. His no, eyes gone. Can't see. Doesn't doesn't need any of that. <laughs> Even as a skeleton, he's got Papa Shango. If Papa Shango, I stand only as a skeleton, I still stand as the skeleton of the ultimate warrior. Yeah, it's, it's all I need. I don't need anything else. I, I can beat you with my bones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take my femur off and beat okay, you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even need those darn ligaments keeping them together. No, don't cartilage. Who needs cartilage? What cartilage? Hit you with my humorous. It would be funny. It would be. Uh, it's quite the image. Quite the image. Yeah, that one was like Scott Steiner worthy. That one. Yeah, oof, that was that was a rough one. <laughs> We're back for segment three. We got red tight Craig Brown. Um, yes. So here's the thing, because if I looked at it right, it said Greg Brown. Well, okay. So I looked this up because it's like it's they said Greg Brown. Okay. And then, but they spell it G R A I G. Right. And I'm just like, okay, he's Greg. I spell my name differently because I'm different Brown <laughs> against Shawn Michaels. But then I went and looked him up. Mm -hmm. He has gone under the name Greg, spelled normal Greg Brown. Okay. Craig Brown. Which is what I thought it was. And then, yes. Yeah. And then Greg Brown, spelled G-R-A-I-G. So basically he took his original name, joined it with Craig, 
And I mean, this is the originality of this dude, man. <laughs> this guy wins my, if this guy counts, I could be a wrestler award. <laughs> for for this week, yes, he is, the, he is the red type of the week for that one. Besides yeah. Horowitz. Yeah, I mean, you can't beat Horowitz. No, it's Horowitz. Or, yeah, if Horowitz is on the card, it's him until it's not. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Sean's coming in with Sherry, and uh, Vince continues to shill the WPF event tonight. Oh, it's all over the place. Well, here's the thing. Like, you, you know, we just came from Gene talking about the the curse of Papa Shango. Mm-hmm. We get the, the promo from Up the Ultimate Warrior. And then the third segment starts... And the ultimate warrior with his curse upon him, of course, will be at the WBF championship as well as the personal fitness. Ep- I'm like, wait a minute. Doesn't he have like a curse on him? Shouldn't he be worrying about that right now instead of going to the WBF? <laughs> right. Sean's doing this mirror gimmick that I kind of remember he did. And uh, Vince mentions that Narcissus himself would, would almost be jealous of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, when Luger comes in and Luger's about to come in, uh, they keep on plugging him for the WBF, and I'm, I thought he got into a, an accident and didn't make it. But here we are a day before. I don't know if they recorded this prior, yeah. and they just didn't change it. But uh, Luger's going to use the Narcissus gimmick, and he's going to use the Mirror gimmick. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, like, all of this was, like, kind of convalescing in, uh, in uh, Vince's head. Be like, you know what? This mirror thing and this Narcissus idea might be great for Luger because all of this is kind of happening at the same time right now. Yes. So yeah. uh, I thought that was an interesting quote. I'm like, that's funny. They bring He's talking about Luger. He's talking about Narcissus. And uh, they're doing the mirror thing. And all of that will be Luger's gimmick very soon. Very, very soon. Yeah. I did think that. And I also thought that he's kind of taking, you know, as as good as Shawn Michaels is in this um, uh, incarnation of him, he's kind of taking a little bit of fire away from Rick Martel. Yeah. Because Rick Martel is like, you know, his whole gimmick is being the model, is being, you know, full of arrogance, is, you know, all about himself being pretty boy, blah, blah, blah. Don't hit my face. Don't hit my face. Exactly. And then you've got Shawn Michaels kind of taking a little bit of that fire away because now he's picked up some of that with, you know, the narcissism and the mirror. And even there's even a couple of spots where Vince says, in in the match, he he talks about arrogance, but then he quickly turns to conceit. Right. So I'm wondering why you know because arrogance is so much you know uh, um, that's Rick Martel's thing. Yeah. Right now, so I wonder if he was saying that and then kind of catching himself, saying, "Oh, we can't you know associate him with Rick Martel. We got to come up with a different word. Okay, we're going to go with conceit instead of arrogance." Yeah, the ego pretty boy thing was getting to be like almost a trope. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Uh, picture in picture, Sean calling out the hitman, which he's been doing like for the last couple months. It was a pretty straightforward picture in picture. Uh, it just basically said, you know, he doesn't want anything from Bret Hart. And Bret Hart has nothing to give him except for his title. I didn't remember Sean doing the buckle to the face and then having someone check out his face to make sure it wasn't injured gimmick. <laughs> but he did it here. Yes, he did. Which uh, is amazing because I Craig Greg Brown actually uh, got some offense in. <laughs> I think just to do that spot so Sean could check himself in the mirror. Yeah. Because this guy's terrible. Yeah, he wasn't much. No. Still doing the super kick, then the side suplex. And the super kick is way underplayed. And eventually they're going to reverse that up. Yes, they will. Uh, rolls the red tight out. 
so the mirror can come back in. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. That's a good gimmick. I like that. Vince still shilling the WBF at the end of the match. Ah, uh, all the way through, all the way through. Vote. So again, apparently we would we were able to be we were able to vote for the champion. I don't know how that worked. I'll have I uh, you know I want to watch the the WBF championship to see exactly how you voted did you call in you know how how did that work they mentioned a call-in number later and i don't know how much of the fans vote helped the winner yeah like i don't know if it's like extra points or if they just said you know like a people's choice thing where it was actually meaningless but hey this this guy may have won but the people were really behind i don't know iron buff rod (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's my porn name by the way I, yeah, that's, I, I know <laughs> that's where we came up with that one. Oh my god sean mooney's in with the event center and we get a repo man i dictated all of these i don't know if we want to necessarily go through them some of them are good some are a little bit just it's weird man like repo man i don't know i still i still see jeremy piven every time i look at him <laughs> but and, and i see like piven like acting out these repo man sketches too which is is weird um he's going higher and higher and higher with the voice like I yes. think he's trying to nail down the voice character part of it yeah like he's it's it's the it's the sneaky sneaky voice yeah that he's he feels like i feel like he's going for because if i talk like real like high like this i'm gonna you know i'm gonna sneak around that's what i do it's yeah uh anti bill dog promo he's gonna get him in the choke collar choke chain you know mm. i got a rope it's a leash we're gonna play <laughs> off of that for a while yes uh then the tornado is probably who you're talking about if we thought he was gone and now he's back exactly i believe this is two weeks in a row yeah we saw him live and now it's promo and now it's promo so i do want to go through this one just to kind of give you this because this this is definitely a non-written non-scripted promo uh uh that carrie von eric does um it's kind of all over the place yeah he keeps coming back to the the I'm I'm doing this for me I'm doing this for you you know despite all my demons if you will in the bat in the past so right here we go are you ready I'm ready you know when I came into the WWF actually he says the full word I, you know when I came into the World Wrestling Federation I knew that I would take on the biggest and the baddest and the best that the World Wrestling Federation had to offer which is the greatest athletes in the world. So if you're the best here, you're the best anywhere. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. But you know, sometimes you lose priorities and you you lose where your goals are in life. Well, now my goals are straight because I have rededicated to the business. I've rededicated to my life, Jesus Christ, to my family, to my friends, and to my fans. That Kerry Von Erich, the Texas Tornado, will take it back to the top. That he will give it everything he's got. And he will prove once again that he is a champion that he has proved over and over again. Kerry Von Eric, the Texas Tornado, is doing it for you. Yeah, he's doing it for you know everybody. He needs he needs uh, he needs a heel. Yeah, he he needs at this point someone to actually feud against because he's not bad. He looks good. He looks like he could be like a top contender because he's up there with like the Lugers and the Shawn Michaels and all this. And obviously, he was big big a big deal down in Texas, you know, in the territories down there. Um, 
but he he's not wrestling anybody right now. No, it's just I'm gonna do this for the fans. Okay, we know you're you're a baby faced. We get it. Now we need you to fight somebody. Yeah, you might as well be Virgil. He has nobody to fight right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I never thought about that, but yeah, you're right. Like if you were to ask me, like who who's his feud with right now, I'd be like, we don't know. Yeah, nobody. And and there's nothing. Like he needs somebody to to bad mouth. And I think that could have gotten him more off the ground, but they just haven't given him anybody. I rededicated to, to Christ, to everybody, to just like, for everybody. Well, I was, I was, I was waiting for him. I was so hoping that after he says, I rededicated to my life, Jesus Christ and the WWE. Yeah, like he did last time. And he didn't go there. He didn't go there. I was like, oh, that was a missed opportunity. No, it's business first. Yeah. Hey, we got an ice cream bar and then the greatest surprise for this week. This is awesome. I love the WWF ice cream bar. Uh, I begged my parents to get those when I was little. I don't know if I, I can't remember if we ever did, but I just remember those as a child and wanting them. Yeah, they're wonderful. Yes, we do get a big surprise. Oh, this is great. This made my day. Yes. The first uh, promo, I a vignette of Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> like that? Well. yeah, yeah. Do the world Chico and everything in it. Yeah, yeah. I should have. I should. I did not. I did not dictate his promo because I was like, I usually just dictate the ones that I know are going to be bad. As soon as I saw Razor Ramon, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> no, he's basically like, look at me. Uh, I, I, I'm wearing some really cool shit. Yes, yeah, I, I thought it was. <laughs> like, I thought it was fun, like how he was wearing all that, like completely, you know, ghetto. You know, I am a Latino scumbag. Uh, 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 get up, but yet he's in. He's in the projects, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like if you look around him, like everything's busted and like there's graffiti all over everything but he's like in this nice outfit with his gold chains he's yeah he's king of the slums yeah he's awesome exactly. this is great perfect's putting them over because they were they used to be tag partners yeah yeah this is this was really nice to see i'm like oh we got razor in yes beginning of a new era yeah it is it's really we're starting to turn over because you know we still have yet to see hogan hogan's just mm -hmm. we've heard people talk about him he's still in the promo but he's gone yeah, he's, he's yeah, not he's, there He's out doing his thing. Macho's basically in witness protection as the champion. Like he's been, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're we're spending time with some new people. I had to reacclimate myself when we see Macho later. All right, King of the Red Tights, you got to help me with this next segment because we got the Natural Disasters versus the Executioners. Yeah, so I had to look the Executioners up because I was like, I know I've seen the Executioners before. So there's a whole. Um, there's a Wikipedia page on the executioners because the executioners were actually a formidable tag team in the seventies hmm. um, that, that were in the uh, WWF or WWF, whatever it was at that point, the wubba lubba dub dub. <laughs> yes, exactly. The executioners <laughs> have actually had several. I, I think that's why they created this tag team is because you could, just throw anybody into those and it's like oh it's the executioners and they've had several people be the executioners over the years right. including when they were big it was nikolai volkov no kidding big big john stud wow and killer kowalski were all 
members were all executioners. That's crazy. Yeah. These are not those guys. <laughs> no, this, this amalgamation of them. Are you ready for this? You ready for this? Yeah, hit me. These two guys from 1988 through 1994, the executioners were Dwayne Gill. No kidding. Gilberg. Gilberg and Barry Hardy. Okay. Is the other one there. Well, we've yes. seen these guys like a million times. Yes. So they were, they were the executioners through... Uh, from 88 to 94, whenever they needed the executioners to to wrestle, wrestle, it was those two. All right. Well, yeah. these guys are all this. This whole match was funny. Like, I don't think it was supposed to be funny. I think oh, this yeah. was a little tick that was funny. Yeah. But like the executioners come out trying to beat these guys up and, you know, they're doing like absolute no selling. Oh, it's complete no selling. That's all I, I have here is just natural disasters. No sell the entire match. <laughs> the disaster's <laughs> biggest moved. move is the guy bounces off of me trying to do offense against mm-hmm. me, but it, mm-hmm. it, they just like bounce off. There's literally a spot in the, in this, in this match where one of the executioners tries to double close them, clothesline them. Yes. They just stand there and he just falls to the floor. <laughs> it's like, I have that totally in my notes. One of the executioners tries to hammer and double clothesline the disasters. Yes. Vince mentions it's almost comedy. And it is. There's a spot where Typhoon just picks a guy up and starts slamming him on his knee like 14 times in a row. Exactly. Just keeps going over and over and over again. Yeah. I'm sitting, man, that just must hurt his hip. Like they're just, and he's like laughing while he's doing it. He's like, exactly. They're just having a good time. They're like, this is dumb. It's like, we're over. We're just going to sit here and beat the crap out of you guys. I swear to God, Typhoon's just trying to entertain himself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At this point, definitely. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if Vince was too happy with it because I, I think he wanted them to come out like they can destroy these guys. And it ended up being a haha. Yeah, it was definitely a, a, a comedy match from beginning to end. It cracked me up. I was happy to see it. It was like, I've, I never thought Typhoon was any good. When he's Tugboat, when he's Typhoon, certainly when he's Shockmaster. Mm-hmm. But he's awesome. Like, he can do some moves. And he's also funny. Like, they could have yeah. had some fun with him. He yeah. would have been better in the crush role. Yes. I agree with that. I think he, I think he makes a good uh, um, second to Earthquake, too. Because Earthquake, you know, I feel like Typhoon is the personality mm-hmm. of the two of those. And it, it further accentuates uh, um, Earthquake. You know, I think that the two of them work off of each other really, really well. And it was, it was a good tag team. Yeah. Segment seven, we're in the event center with Sean Mooney, and we got a Skinner promo. Yeah, Skinner, okay, so. <laughs> this is my favorite promo of the night. This is great. And they, oh, my God. Yes, I, I did dictate this one. But the thing that gets me about this promo is before he even begins it, he spits like chew into that bottle. Yeah. Before he, like, as soon as he's on screen, it's just like, <laughs> like right into a bottle. Like, oh, it's so disgusting. Like, can they make this guy any more disgusting? You know, they kind of have him like the villain of the mid card. Yes. So he's like, summertime's my favorite time. Yeah. I got to take on Virgil or Crunch 
or yeah. crush or <laughs> whatever it is like yeah, the, he forgot his name that's my favorite crunch or crush or whatever it is you know what time of year it is it's summertime and that's my favorite time because i like it when it's nice and hot i, I started listening to this promo and i was like we are talking about wrestling right and things are definitely heating up in the wwf i got virgil coming from one side i got crunch or crush or whatever is coming from the other side and they all want to and they all wanting a beating because you know why if you're gonna come wrestle skinner you're gonna get a beating uh-huh <laughs> everybody wants me well here i am baby come and get it that's so gross <laughs> it, gets, it gets even better because now he's gonna beat up animals Yes, I've got all the time in the world since I was a little baby boy. I've been beaten up by alligators, bears, snakes, <laughs> and everything else. Swamp bears. He's beaten up swamp bears. He's from the swamp. <laughs> swamp bears. Down in the in the bayou, there's all those bears down there. <laughs> Well, it may as well be WWF superstars. I couldn't get the last part of that promo. I was like, does he want to be beat up by the WWF superstars? Because he was just saying how he got beat up by alligators, bears, snakes, and everything else. And then he says, well, it may as well be WWF superstars. Like, does, I thought he was he the, doing be the beating up? on the animals. Well, he he was before that, but then it says he 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 said he had been beaten up by alligators and bears. Oh no! Yeah. So and then he goes into oh, okay. Well, then you're going to be beat up by WWF superstars. <laughs> this character's stupid. Never liked Skinner character. He, it's a, you know, it's an awful, just sleazy, nasty character. I can't. Ugh. Sean Mooney and his uh, bad art gallery tie takes us over to the Undertaker. Yes, which I originally thought was a generic promo until the very end. The very, very end. I actually started writing down that it, it was a promo to nobody. And then right at the end, he mentions Fuji and the Berserker. You kind of miss the Undertaker mortician kind of speeches. Well, it, it seems like they've gotten into a groove here with Paul Bearers starting the promo, and then he sets up Undertaker for saying something ominous. That it makes sense what he's saying. Like, you know, he's got this character down at this point, but it's... It, Week after week, we're starting to see this. Yeah. Segment eight. Um, if you take a look over at my notes, you can see I did some uh, some transcription. Yes. <laughs> okay, there it is. Segment eight. Da, 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 da. I am the mountain <laughs> of Canada. From For some reason, Jimmy Hart <laughs> versus Red Tide, Bill Kobe. <laughs> Do you know who I am? Yes, your song tells us, you idiot. Yeah, and the weird thing is the song tells him like a hundred times that he's the Mountie. Yes. I really like that uh, the announcer said from Canada, like no specific <laughs> place, just from Canada. Yeah, because we don't need to know if he's from Edmonton or no. Toronto or no. Vancouver. You know, it's all the same Canada. You can visit them all in one day. Yeah. Mountie starts to sing. Then he cuts his own music off, mm -hmm. asks everybody if they know who he is, but doesn't <laughs> tell them. <laughs> like do you know who i am like makes a big production out of singing then shuts the music down grabs the mic do you know who i am doesn't answer the question that's his gimmick 
everybody needs to know who he is. Well, we see that later in this in this uh, in this match as well. Yeah, that, that seems to be part of his gimmick is telling people, not telling people who he is. They must know who he is. All right. All right. See, that's the gimmick. That's I got the gimmick. you. I think it's a great gimmick. He is versing Bill Kobe, who has three matches to his name. Oh, this is, we're seeing a third it, of them right now. <laughs> yes. Did not last very long. No. Three matches. Yep. Well, I can understand why after this match. Was this his last one? Um, you know what? I didn't. I didn't catch it. I want to say this was the middle one. No, you know what? He, it might be the the last one. Um, there were, because one of them was a tag team match too. Well, we get a picture and picture of Sarge as uh, the Mountie's absolutely killing Billy Kobe. Yeah, Kobe doesn't last too long in this one. Doesn't even get any offense in. Sarge just mentions it's Flag Day. Yes, he's talking about Flag Day meaning a lot, but nothing means too much to the Mountie. Of course, since he's from Canada, he could care less about Flag Day. Uh, but it's American Flag Day. Yeah. Oh, I guess. I guess. Yes. Canada can't. You know, have Flag Day too. This is uh, one where I. This is one of the ones where I noticed. Hey, not a lot of people have a definitive finisher, because there's a drop kick yeah. and it's over. But the Mountie does have a great pin. He just pins it by stepping on the guy's neck. <laughs> That's his pinning comment. Like he just steps on his neck and the guy counts to three. Then the fun starts. Yeah, we get the the super cattle prod out. Cattle prod two point yeah which they keep on mentioning he can't use so what's why even have this production it, it should be it should be oh no i hope he doesn't use it he's gonna kill this guy but no like he's not allowed to like they they cut the well, they, they talk about yeah they talk about jack tunney you know the president of the wwf has told him he cannot use this on anybody but he keep he keeps bringing it out threatening to use it on these people you would think that you know, uh, security would come out and take the thing from him if he keeps threatening with it, even though he's not supposed to use it. But you know, hey, yeah, well, how's he know. get through a gorilla position with it? Be like, yeah. dude, you can't bring that out. You have to leave that here. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to use it. Jack said. Yeah, uh, but Nels can kill a guy. Berserker can stab people with a sword, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this guy can't bring out his cattle prod. No, no, no. This is the first time I saw, like, uh, the Mountie interrogate a red tight. Yeah. Kobe does a pretty good job here. He's kind of, like, bowing to to uh, uh, the Mountie on this. He threatens Kobe with the shock stick, forces him to say he's the man. You know, he's better than Sergeant Slaughter. And luckily, Kobe escapes before he gets hit with yeah, and, and then pursues a different career, apparently. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He's done. It's like, yeah, I don't want to be zapped by some mounted police officer. I'm yeah, out. Exactly. Segment nine. Uh, we got a WBF commercial. Again, again. I was hoping. So they 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 showed they showed this commercial week after week after week, and Vince just does like a different uh um you know uh voiceover for each week and he starts mentioning the people with gary stridham and and uh iron mike christian and i think there was somebody else and i was hoping upon hoping not not that i hope you know bad things on certain people but i was just like i'm gonna look some of these guys up and just see where they are today oh and wouldn't you know it like 
most of them are still in the bodybuilding business. They're still, you know, they're making loads of money, uh, um, you know, selling bodybuilding products or doing bodybuilding videos or that kind of thing. I was just like, I was hoping for that one guy that just the W when the WBF folded, like he just went off the grid and completely just lost it. And, you know, it's not <laughs> muscular anymore. Yeah. Cause that's, that's usually my game, man. If I, I can stay average for the rest of my life, these super dudes who now turn into like fat schlubs. I'm like, who's the man now? Look at me. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was waiting for. But I, out of the three that he mentions there, I could not find a single one They're but they're all doing wonderfully well. Gary Stridham is, is like a millionaire now, apparently. Okay. <laughs> so good for him. All right. Yeah. Uh, Macho's in with Mean Gene, and uh, he's got the winged eagle around his shoulder. I love that belt. That's the best belt they ever had. Uh, it's the best belt. Always the best belt. My favorite part about this interview, <laughs> and I had to watch it a couple of times because it just made me laugh hysterically, is uh, um, Gene, like right at the beginning of the uh, uh, interview Gene mentions that, that the arena is empty and then Macho looks around like he's surprised. Yeah, he's he's like, what? What? <laughs> There's nobody here. Oh, I'm not drawing? This sucks. <laughs> this is why they keep on putting Hogan on top. So, I drew so nobody? Hard. Yes. <laughs> nobody I wonder if he's here. in the WBF arena right now. <laughs> <laughs> he could be. He could be. But that was just hilarious. He just looks around. It's like, wait a minute. Where are all the people? <laughs> He started saying this thing, and I remember it being kind of like an annoying quote. And I think he like really latched on to it here because he says it three times. I'm the WWF champion, and you're not. Mm-hmm. That was like his go-to line against Flair. Yeah, I put that at the end of my notes. He'll say that for a while. It's interesting because this is kind of like a a turn be- <laughs> with with baby faces, I guess you could say because. You know, the baby face is never supposed to cheat. The baby face is supposed to, you know, do everything that's right and, you know, win for the common man and, and you know, always be, you know, a stand up type guy here. He's totally turning a corner and saying, I'm going to do whatever I can. Like, if I'm going to go in there against the dirtiest player in the game, I'm going to be the dirtiest player in the game. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to steal. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to keep this belt. You know, he also mentions if I go in there against a really good technical wrestler, I can do that, too. I kind of, you know, looking back on it, I like that. I don't know what, you know, 92, uh, you know, a Uh, 16-year-old me would have thought of something like that. I would have thought it was awesome. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, people who root for the anti-hero be like, well, I know that's not what a hero would do, but that other guy deserved it. Yeah. So, uh, and Macho could pull that off because he's been bad like 90% of his career over here. He was bad up until big, you know, leading into WrestleMania 4. He doesn't he doesn't get through that title run as a good guy. Even lose it. Like when he won in WrestleMania four, he lost by a cheat. Hogan. Yeah. He, he, and hits DiBiase with the chair. Yeah. And so this is something he's like, like Piper legendary bad guy. So even when he's a good guy, yeah, you liked him for what made him bad. Like if yeah. you had Piper come out being like Mr. Goody guy and stop poking people into the eyes and stop mm-hmm. being like a loud mouth, you wouldn't like him as much. So like macho can get away with it because there's so much of his character yeah. was 
kind of being a heel. And mm-hmm. it, after a while, you respect the heel so much that you like them. Like you're not going to boo them because they've been around so much and they've been such a good entertainer as a bad guy that you're probably going to like them no matter. And it's like Flair can never really be a bad guy ever again. No, because no. even though most of his career is Mr. Chicken shit. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's got so much of a resume now that you just respect that and you're going to cheer for him no matter what. I think Macho's there. And and, and you're you're. Well, if we're talking about today, your your average wrestling watcher is more savvy to like the ins and outs of like what makes a person heal or what makes a person uh, uh, a baby face. And especially with the heels, you know, you know, with the stuff that flared is now, now that you go back and you watch us, it's just like that's what made him such a good wrestler is all that, that kind of stuff. Cause that's told a story. Yeah. It's, it's more dimension that way. Cause you don't know if he's going to, what he's going to do. And who he's going to cheat. I love it. I love Macho. He quotes Bon Jovi out of nowhere. A, a bunch of times. Why? <laughs> I don't, I don't get that. He's just, that. That didn't make any sense in his promo. All of a sudden he's like, he's like shot through the heart and you're to blame. You give love a bad name. I was like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That was a song from 1986. It's 92. <laughs> Come on. It's a behind the curve. Come on. What do you want him to say? You're a little behind it. Could, could you at least quote something from New Jersey and not bring one wet? Thank you. No, he can't. <laughs> yes, yes. Because you give us a little bit of bad medicine next time. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Great day in the morning. Dr. Harvey Whippleman's in and he brings uh, out the Ugandan uh, giant Kamala and kimchi. Kimchi has to show Kamala <laughs> which way the ring is. <laughs> I love this gimmick so I noticed much. that. I was like, Dom is going to love that. Yeah, it's this yeah. way. You're coming out this way. He doesn't know why he's even there. He has no clue why he's there. I love that. It's, you got to go that way. Go that way. Wherever the ropes are, go that way. Go that <laughs> he's way. dressed up like a warrior, like a real warrior, not an ultimate yes. warrior. Like a real warrior. He's got his spear out. And he's like, <laughs> he's like what am I doing in here? <laughs> Like they take all the stuff out. He opens his eyes. He's like, where, where am I? <laughs> Not what I dressed up for. You see that guy over there in the other corner? Just kill him. Just kill Do him. That. <laughs> they should never, ha- they keep on having him kind of trying to lock up. They should never have him ever do a wrestling move ever. I, I hated the fact the one thing I did not like about this match was was when he actually bounced himself off the ropes. Just stay off the ropes. Yeah. Don't, like, why would you do that? Do, don't do anything that resembles a wrestling move. Yeah. You should try to use the ropes to to, to make a rope. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. Like, he did some interesting things with the ropes where he's like. Has one leg over Dale Wolf's head. The guy over the ropes and they're like, hit some. Yeah, hits him, hits him over the head with his leg. But then he does a couple of bounces off the, the, the ropes. I was like, no, no, no. Kamala would not, could, would not do that. Yeah, our red tight, by the way, is Dale Wolf, mm. who um, doesn't get the um, – doesn't know when the finish is about to happen because Kamala actually goes down and, and rolls him on his tummy <laughs> gently. It's like, no, no, yes. I'm going to roll you this way, and then I'm going <laughs> to splash you, and then I'm going to not know what to do next and just keep on rolling you over yes, and over he rolled again. a couple of times there, yes. He made him into a little sushi. Dale Wolf 
has 142 matches. I All was right. quite surprised. So go, go Dale Wolf, go our red type for this. Not a single win in all of those, but not one, not a single one. Wow. You know, you'd, you'd figure after the first hundred that might tell him something, but you know, he, is that just WWF matches? Cause you'd figure no. they'd give him, no, no, he ever. was, he was in a couple of different places. I think WCW was in there. WWF was in there. A couple of smaller territories as well. Well, you'd think like in a smaller territory when it's like schlub versus schlub, he'd win. Something. No, no. Oh, uh, unbelievable. No. No, he's a forever red type. As he's being rolled and finally lands on his back enough to get pinned, where Kamala barely gives the ref a chance to count the three before he continues to roll him because he doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing. He just keeps rolling after the match. He's still rolling him. Like, am I, he doesn't still doesn't realize he needs he just to just lie him flat on his back and just lay him there for three. He just now he thinks at the end of the match, I roll a guy. <laughs> that's all i gotta do it's so good I, I especially appreciate the fact that at the end of the match vince calls him he says he's like a giant black lion you're right <laughs> it can't be just a lion it can't be just a lion he's gonna be a giant black lion <laughs> when they're trying to tell him he did a good job they're patting him on the head be like yeah you did it that was it and he's and he's looking at him like I did good. Is this? A, I did. I did. I, uh, I roll them. I just keep on rolling them, and you're happy. Okay, whatever. Oh, I love, love this gimmick. It's the greatest gimmick of all time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get an ad for WWF Spotlight featuring the Undertaker. Yeah. So what? Maybe you know the difference, but what's the difference between? the WWF magazine and Spotlight magazine. I don't remember. I don't know if Spotlight was a smaller magazine. I don't remember. Because I didn't, I did not subscribe to either. I don't know if Spotlight came with the WWF mag. I totally don't remember it at all. Because they did a lot of the promoing of just their, well, first of all, uh, I don't know if we mentioned this, but go back to uh, when Gene was on the screen, me and Gene was on the screen and they, they start that, that uh, segment off with brought to you by the WWF magazine, which was the new one. Right. But then he says also brought to you by the um, merchandise catalog. Yes. And then, and then he's got all the Ico pro stuff behind <laughs> him at the same time. I'm like, what the hell is this segment? Everything they always be closing. closing. <laughs> Man, they will always be closing. We should do like a shill count one of these days and find out oh how many God. different things they tried to get us to buy in this 42 minutes off the charts in this, especially with this particular episode in the WBF too. The world's greatest gimmick is now followed by the world's worst gimmick we got el matador i have to say however this particular match must have been early in the night because when el matador comes out the crowd goes nuts yeah for him so either they pumped in some crowd noise or this was an early in the night match you think they sweetened it up for him yeah as bad as this gimmick is when he you know when he comes out you hear this huge pop i remember digging this gimmick for him more than just like when it's just Tito Santana. Well, those those of us that remember like you know Tito Santana the early the early or the late eighties, you know, and how I always loved Tito Santana uh, late eighties. Tito Santana is you know I could care less about the El Matador gimmick. I just thought of him as Tito Santana. I kind of dug this back in the day. I watch it now and I'm like this kind of sucked. Yeah, but when he I remember when like he was training 
Like we, they didn't have the episodes online where he's actually training with the bull. Mm-mm. They did like a whole series of watch him get trained and here's new life in the Tito. Yeah. But th- they were doing this with uh, a couple of guys where they went like kind of go and make either what they were called, like their nickname be like the bulldog starts having to carry a dog around and the dragon has a dragon and he's breathing fire and he's dressed like a dragon, you know, they kind of like the fire. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like I'm surprised they didn't have Brit, Bret Hart kill a guy. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that would have been awesome. He's the hitman. <laughs> just comes out with a rifle because he's the hitman. <laughs> amazing. I didn't even think of that. Oh, that would have been great. Yes, these these <laughs> these characters are larger than life. He just comes out with like an AK. Like he just comes out with this thing. Oh, that would be absolutely amazing we got red tight mike uh mike samples he does not look like he even wants to be there no he had 21 matches to his name once again all defeats um i i he looked recognizable and i was like maybe he became somebody but no he looks like isaac yankin's version of kane okay in some of these shots okay yeah yeah, I see that. And but uh, when he's first introduced, he's like barely gives a crap. Yeah, they mentioned his name, and he's like, "Yeah, whatever." Not much. Not much on Mike Samples. Well, it doesn't matter because we're not even watching this match. We're listening to an ad for the WBF. That's that's true. Yeah, they went they went straight from the opening of this match to a huge WBF promo, setting the standard for drug free competition. Yeah, the picture in picture is of Tito saying who he thinks will win the WBF championship. <laughs> yes, exactly. PFE of Matador promoing the WBF because he like, is he even, he's not in a feud with anybody right no, now. No, I don't know who he should be fighting. He's just like there. He's, he's yeah. on the Virgil Skinner list of like, no, no feud. Yes. Hey, I hear the WBF will be a drug-free show. According to Vince. Yes, it will. It's the standard for a drug-free competition. Mm. Standard. Oh, I can't wait until it's over. Well, you got the punch to the back, and it is. Yes. So, like the the bull stabbing, like he's he, he is the sword that's taken down the bull, I guess. Yep. Yep. We're back with a phone call to the boss man. Perfect calls the boss man. Why he didn't call him collect? I mean, that's such an easy <laughs> gag. It would have been great. Collect call from Mr. Perfect. Do you accept the charges? <laughs> in, the, in that day and age, the collect call would have been perfect. Yeah. Definitely. It didn't even sound like boss man. No, it didn't. And you got this photo of like this made up boss man. Yeah. He has all the, all the makeup of being beaten mm-hmm. on it. They're, they're showing the, the, the black and blue marks all over the place while the phone call is going on. The phone call is all perfect. Like I think boss man gets in like three words, but he, the one. Yeah. He says basically I'll be back. Yes. I'll be back is, is pretty much what he was saying in there. Um, so, you know, Vince tries to, to push that even further. Um, and we go right into the nails match. Yeah. We got Ron Cumberledge. So we have seen, Ron Coverledge before. Uh, so I did not look him up, but I know we had seen him before. Yeah, he looks good. Like, this is a guy who could have been somebody if he wasn't. Yeah. But he's already in the ring. This is the first red tight that's introduced first. Oh, okay. Because uh, Nails comes out to no music. With the Billy Club. Yeah. Holding Boss Man's thing. Now, this is another one where the, the gimmick 
you know, uh, uh, the way that he wrestles needs to be reflected in the gimmick because just like Kamala to a sense where Kamala is not a wrestler. Kamala just comes in to kill you. And the same thing with Nails. Like Nails is not a wrestler. Nails is a convict. So he should just come in and just beat the crap out of you and like choke you to death, which he kind of did. Yeah, like while the ref is like giving the instructions, he just takes a shiv and gets you between the ribs. Yeah. That's over. Okay. Yeah. He takes a bar of soap and just drops it. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, oh. That would be that would be a bad ending to this match. He should like they should have done the hoe train gimmick, but just tweak it a bit. Be like, look, we can fight, or you could just be my bitch, <laughs> and that's the choice. I want some fruit cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he does have just like a, a stiff kick, choking, shaking, just kind of a, a, a mugging type style. Yeah, and there's no, there's no high flying. There's no, there's no technique. You know, there's no technique. Yeah, whatever. Uh, we get a big boss man chant, which I've never heard before in my life. Big boss man. Yes, it was very awkward. It's like somebody came in from, you know, backstage and started the chant. So people would start it <laughs> the way that it's the way that it it's set you know those of us in the rhythmic atmosphere it was not setting well with me yeah it's like wait a minute big boss man big boss man big boss no do it in seven eight makes sense yeah Big boss man, big boss man, big boss man, big boss man. There you go. Makes a little bit more sense. (laughs) Uh, After the bell, we get more chokes and another stretcher job. Yeah. Like his thing's going to be, he puts people in stretchers. He he doesn't beat them. He beats them up. Yeah. Like they go to the hospital. Nobody comes out to help Ron Cumberledge until they bring out the gurney. Yeah. Well, that's what they sent. Like, yeah, we'll help him out. We'll, We'll help him. Will literally help him out. Why he's not in jail still perplexes me. Like, there's no no reason this guy should not be. Uh... Why he's got a contract? <laughs> he's got a contract with the WWF. This guy just got out of jail, is threatening another man's life. Let's give him a contract. Let's give him a try. He could be big. He can. He might draw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the event center with Sean Mooney's horrible tie, and we got Papa Kama, the good godfather, yep. in his promo. He is a pain. Uh, he, he says that in the promo. I am a pain. He's a small pain. He's a big pain. He's a large pain. He's a pain. He's a pain. He's a pain to you, isn't he, Ultimate Warrior? Ultimate Warrior, you will become my zombie. <laughs> you will become my mindless, thinkless troll. Thinkless troll. How are we going to know the difference? <laughs> How do we know if it's working? Between the Ultimate Warriors promo and Papa Shango's promo, what are these two fighting about? <laughs> this is like a time machine in Red Hill. How would you ever know it's working? <laughs> Go 50 years in the past or the future. It's going to look exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Uh, Ultimate Warrior, the powers of Papa Shango are running wild. I, I thought that was great. He pulled a that Hogan. Papa Sh- Voodoo is running wild. Voodoo mania. Wild on you. Yes. What you gonna Shango. do when Shango Voodoo mania? <laughs> what you gonna do when Voodoo run wild on you? Run wild on you. 
Yes, all my little shangos. <laughs> Why didn't they sell voodoo dolls? Oh, uh, that would be, <laughs> that <would've> been great. <laughs> <laughs> Voodoo dolls. That's great. Beware, beware of Papa Shango. Okay, All right. I'm, I'm, I'm bewaring. Because Voodoo's running wild. Voodoo is running wild on you. LOD with a semi-generic promo, like the Beverly's aren't going to be the only people that they're facing. Yeah. So it's making me wonder if on the circuit, like they. They don't just fight the Beverly Brothers. Yeah, they they bring down they they the promo is more about bringing down the nasty boys than anybody right. else. Yeah, they bring <laughs> up like, Jimmy Hart hey, and the Nasties a bunch. Yeah, uh, so maybe they're trying to get something going with them at the same time as the Beverly's. I don't know. We shall have to see. Yeah, maybe we're moving on. But uh, that's it. We're we're out of episode. Did you like the episode? Um, lots of build up, but. I'm still wondering to what I got the theory on that. So I thought this was better because, well, I think there was a better cast this time. We had better, uh, better people on the show. We had, yeah, you know, we had warrior, we had macho, we had nails, we had razor Ramon. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of good stuff. Um, but there's, I'm waiting for the blow off because we've been since the beginning of what we've watched, we've been seeing the same feuds and we're now like week yeah. eight, week nine, whatever. This is, eight, this is week eight. Yeah. And they, and they're not promoting any pay-per-view right now. It's all been dubbed. Well, that's the thing. We would have already had two pay-per-views in modern time. Yes. So like we would have had maybe a blow off or maybe the next level. We'd have a, a level up on the feud, uh, but we're not selling a pay-per-view. We're selling the the traveling circus, and it's got to get all the way around the country with these matches. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why we, you know, here we are two months in seeing the same feuds because these guys got to travel all the way the country with this with this show. So you know, LOD versus the Beverly's that may have hit Maine, but who knows when it hits Seattle? You know, so they just got to keep this thing going because the event center is there not to sell a pay per view. It's there to say, hey. When we're in town, you're going to finally see this match that we're not letting you see on TV because we keep on having them fight Dwayne Gill. But, you know, when it gets to you, you'll finally see, you know, the Hitman versus Sean. That makes sense. So, yeah. That makes sense. They they want you to go to the house shows because, yeah, at this time in in – 92 it was all about the house shows that yeah it's sense. not it's not about raw ratings it's not about uh a pay-per-view it's not about you know selling network subscriptions it's about me going to the spectrum whenever yeah. they get there and they're trying to build up these matches so by the time it gets to me i'm, I'm ready to go see the natural disasters versus money yeah. Inc. yeah i want to see it now so yeah i just have to like re reacclimate my reacclimate my brain to 1992 Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, wait, I would have been home hoping that this show would come to Philly. Yeah. So I can finally see Nails versus Boss Man or whatever. So I can... Favorite match of the day. I'm just going to say anything with Barry Horowitz. <laughs> Barry. Yeah. No, I can see that as your red tight of the night. It is. Because I think <laughs> it's both. Also my, it's, a, it's my favorite match as well. No, in all honesty, like I, you know, I, out of all the red tight matches, I felt like he got some of the best, you know, offense in. I, I was happy to see him, and I thought that was a, it was a decent match. It uh, gave you new stuff to look at. Like, you don't really see the red tight step up to the ref. Yes. 
I mean, and he's doing it like, look, I'm a vet. I've been doing this forever. I know how to like get the crowd in. I'm going to do my thing mm-hmm. and I'm going to make Tatanka look good because that's what you paid me for. But I'm all, I could also bring a little bit more than whoever that guy was that just had like that giant bald spot skullet. <laughs> he's the next level. Yeah. Uh, my favorite match, obviously, the Kamala match. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. It gets he better and better. Kamala. The endless rolling. Yes. If we ever get a Kamala Barry Horowitz match, that's one I'm sitting down for and I'm really analyzing right there. (laughs) (laughs) My red tie of the night, it's got to be Horowitz, but um, second place goes to the executioner for just like having a lot of fun with the natural disasters. Yeah, that that match was all about the executioners, obviously. Uh, We're in trouble next week. Dude, it's not looking good. Yeah, I was looking down this list. There's there's not a mo- lot there, so we get crush. Uh, that's unfortunate. We do get the Undertaker. Yeah, we get Money Inc. for like the fiftieth time. Money Inc. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's gonna be my favorite match of the night before even watching this episode. Probably. Uh, yeah. We got the uh, LOD. Okay. Okay. And uh, Papa Kama Shango, Godfather. Papa Kama Shango. Yes, yes. And it's not so ho voodoo dolls. And uh, Shawn Michaels has left the building. So. Yes. Shawn yeah. Michaels. Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't say that because that was going to be our tagline out. I was going to go for it there. <laughs> Shawn Michaels has left the building. Shawn so. Michaels has left the building. Sayonara, Undertaker. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. Excellent. That's, that's the whole thing right there. <laughs>